Welcome to the Week 8 edition of the News and Records HS Extra Football Pep Talk Podcast. I am Joe Serrera, and I am joined, as always, by... Spencer Turkin in the house. And we are here to talk about this week's games, and we are going to start with the number one team in this week's HS Extra Football Top 10, Dudley Panthers, number one in the Associated Press State 4A poll, and they are playing at home, although it is not technically a home game for Dudley against the Smith Golden Eagles. Claude Manzi Stadium under renovation this year over at Smith. So this is a Smith home game at Dudley. Uh, tremendous rivalry over the years between these two teams. This is a big game in the city of Greensboro. Uh, Smith struggling a little bit. Thought last week that they might get up to 3-3 three and three in Brandon Wiggins' first season as their head coach, but a tough loss to Andrews for them. And Dudley is playing really good football right now, Spencer. Uh, they certainly are, and it's the uh, beginning of Metro 4A play, which is always exciting. Uh, this is how you know you're coming down the stretch, and uh, and these games in the Metro are always exciting. Uh, and this is going to be uh, an exciting one because of the pageantry and mm-hmm. because of uh, and because of the history between these two schools and the bands and the bands, of course, but. Um, number one, Dudley is going to dispose of Smith probably in the first quarter, if I had to guess. Um, yeah. This is this is going to be no match for the Dudley Panthers. This team is uh, is spectacular. Uh, is probably the best word to use. They are a complete team. Um, they play hard on defense. They play hard on offense. They they they're good on special teams for the most part. They right. have a couple of, of issues, but for the most part, they are they are pretty good on special teams. Better, better than they were a few years ago but, when that was a real knock on them. Right. Miles White is a very solid punter. Really made a difference last year in their game against Page, where we thought that might be a difference, and it was a, it was a positive for Dudley. He he kicked the ball really well. Kenji Patterson is solid enough on extra points now, where they're not having to go for two on everyone. You know, he's he's improved. He's not bad on kickoffs. Kick coverage is where they've been a little bit shaky. Give up a big return against Richmond County, but uh, but overall, and obviously, they're dangerous returning kicks. Uh, they are, and, and it's important that they can kick extra points because it's less hits that Hendon Hooker and Ezra Perkins have to take. And when you factor yep. in how many, uh, now look, Hendon doesn't take many that shake him up because he's so big, but. Right. When the wear and tear, you're seeing it now with Cam Newton. Mm-hmm. It's a very similar type of game, and you yes. don't want to see Hendon have to take more hits than he has to. So limiting the two-point conversion opportunities right. is important for Stephen Davis and his ball club. Yeah, definitely. Second game we want to talk about this week, uh, our number five team, unbeaten Southwest Guilford. Uh, Spencer's uh, prediction on them uh, coming true, 6-0. Uh, and oh. Number four team. Number four, yes, you are correct. Uh, my bad. Number five is actually East Forsyth. I uh, didn't make that correction and update it, but yes, uh, Southwest Guilford, like we said, 6-0. and uh, The best start they've had since 1984, I believe. Yeah, it's uh, it's been a while. And, you know, they've been good. They've been solid. Uh, it's it's going to get tougher from here out because the Piedmont Triad 4A is a very strong conference. Uh, the opponent this week for the Cowboys at home is Glenn, 4-2 overall. Uh, losses to Mount Tabor and Scotland County. And Mount Tabor's turned out to be a pretty good team. So neither of those losses is anything, obviously, to be embarrassed about. Scotland County, obviously, with the great running back, uh, number number one running back probably in the class of 2018, Mr. Williams down there for them. Uh, I believe Zaire Williams, if I'm not mistaken, is, is the young man's name. But he's a very special running back with scholarship offers from everybody. And Glenn couldn't stop him. But 
Uh, Southwest Guilford, uh, what, do you, what do you see in this game, Spencer? Uh, I, I'm taking Southwest because uh, Glenn ha- has had a few games where I kind of look at the score and I'm just like, oh, I don't know. And right now, Southwest has all the momentum in the world. Mm-hmm. I mean, Eric Rainey and his ball club uh, are going to make me look a, a really, really smart man for my preseason prediction that they're going to have their first winning season since 97. Mm-hmm. So uh, just get one more, boys. Get it done. Hook me up. Should be a fair, uh, I would suspect a fairly high scoring game. Glenn uh, put some points on the board, really good junior quarterback. Stephon Brown, a big mobile passer, uh, good sophomore running back, Jaden Sutton. We know about Jaron Rainey and some of the other talented guys for Southwest Guilford. Uh, Southwest Guilford's defense doesn't get enough credit, I don't think, for, for the improvement that they've made and how good they are. But uh, I would suspect this will be a fairly high-scoring game. And after this, the big one for Southwest Guilford is going to be their trip to East Forsyth on October 21st. That's one that they'll definitely be pointing toward. Uh, certainly. And just uh, just to make sure that we get it correct on the podcast, Zamir White is the oh, Zamir White. is the uh, My apologies. Is the running back for Scotland County that everybody would like. Yeah, he, he is a very good one. And uh, no shame in not being able to handle him for Glenn. No, sir. Next game we want to talk about, matchup of uh, two of our uh, top 10 teams this week, number two, Page, and number 10, Southeast Guilford. Southeast Guilford coming off of a very uh, disappointing and surprising loss uh, to Ragsdale, uh, 25-22. Uh, special teams came back to bite Southeast in that one, which is kind of kind of funny because they were in a couple of games and won earlier this year because of their kick return game. They give up a 75-yard kickoff return for a touchdown to uh, Jariah Strait and for Ragsdale. They give up another kickoff return right after they had scored to take the lead in the fourth quarter to Malachi Manus, and that was the difference in the game. Uh, you know, curious to see how they're going to regroup from that. They did not play well against Page last year. Page really took it to them at Page. This one is going to be down at Southeast Guilford, and Page is playing really, really well right now. If Dudley wasn't as good as Dudley is this year, we'd be talking even more about this Page team. Uh, certainly, and uh, it's going to be a lot of fun on October 28th when these two teams yes. uh, come in Page with, and Dudley. The, yes. with the same amount of losses that they currently have. And yeah. For Dudley, that's zero, and for Page, that's one. Yeah. Uh, no one is getting in those two teams' way. It's yeah. just not happening. And... Um, you know, I don't like to dismiss high school teams off the bat, mm-hmm. but I'm going to in this case. Like I said, no one is stopping those two before they see each other, mm-hmm. and that game is going to be a backyard brawl. Oh, yeah, yeah. It was at Dudley last year. It was a huge crowd over there. I mean, both sides, home and visitor stands, were packed. Uh, people were four or five deep along the fence around the track. Uh, Dudley is a bigger stadium than Marion Kirby Stadium at Page. It's going to be interesting to see just how many people they get into that stadium uh, for that October 28th game. And again, I, you know, we're not trying to uh, uh, belittle Southeast Guilford. Uh, Coach Fritz Hessenthaler has a good team, but they're not in the same class with Page. They're going to have to avoid turnovers completely not have any special teams disasters like they did last week and everything is going to have to go right for them to stay in this game at all. Southeast is going to have to play their best game and Page is going to have to play like they did against Davie County. Like they did in the fourth quarter against Davie County because or or the first quarter that was a weird game that they were down early and then gave up 23 points did not score in the fourth quarter the middle two quarters Page just totally dominated. Um, That game 
was a wake-up call, and they've, they've said it, the page players, the coaches have said it, that as a reminder that if they're not on, that's what can happen to them. And they've taken it to heart, and they are, as we say, playing really, really good football right now. And when you've got a great running back like Javon Leak and a great quarterback like Will Jones, and teams can't load the box, and they can't just drop back and play coverage, it really makes it difficult on a defense, and that's what you're seeing with that team. Next game we want to talk about a little bit is Eastern Guilford, another another 6-0 team, unbeaten team. Wildcats are going to Williams this week. Uh, Williams is 5-2, 2-2 in the Mid-State 3A Conference. This is the first of the what has been the gauntlet for Eastern Guilford in this realignment cycle the last three years with game at Williams this week, then they've got Northern Guilford the following week, then Western Alamance, then Eastern Alamance. And 6-0 is nothing new, although it's been a few years for Eastern Guilford. They were 6-0 in 2008. They were 6-0 in 2013. Doug Robertson's first season as the head coach. In 2008, they lost their last five games to finish 6-5. In 2013, they lost five of their last six games to finish 7-5. From what I've seen in watching this Eastern Guilford team play a couple of times, that is not going to happen to them this year. They're much deeper much stronger overall and their conference is not quite the killer league that it's been northern is clearly down 0-6 going into this week's games and eastern elements and western elements as good as they are are not as good as they were last year this is eastern guilford's year if they're going to if they're going to make a deep run in the playoffs if they're maybe even going to win the mid-state 3a it has to start this week against williams it ha that's a game that they need to win so that they can just move along, move down that gauntlet a little farther and start knocking off the teams that they need to take care of. You know, that's that's a big one for them. Uh, two good quarterbacks for Eastern Guilford. They use uh, Bryant Barr and Dominique Graves, but it's their defense. That That's what they hang their hat on and their line play. Doug Robertson uh, is a, a old-time line coach. He was a big part of a number of state championships at Reedsville when Jimmy Teague retired for a few years. He took over, won a state championship himself as a head coach. He's been saying since the summer that this is the best team he's had at Eastern Guilford, and the results clearly bear that out. Uh, you know, Williams had a tight game with Northern. 7-3. to three. And, uh, you know, I think that it shows that in this league, on any given night, for the most part, at least for the top half of the league, anything right. can happen. And, uh, you know, I... Even with that being the case, I'm still taking Eastern in this one. Mm -hmm. uh, but you know, this is this is a, a weird league. It always has been. It always will be. I think mm -hmm. the fact that you got to keep crossing the county line pretty much every week to get stuff done mm -hmm. uh, really uh, really makes this an interesting one. But uh, but right now the cats are rolling. Mm -hmm. Last game we want to touch on uh, briefly is uh, Ragsdale and Northwest Guilford. Uh, Ragsdale coming off of a really good win last week, a quality win. Uh, great to see for the coach, Tommy Norwood. Uh, he has been at Ragsdale for a long time, was at Southeast before that. Good football coach. Uh, it's been a struggle the last few years. He hasn't had quite the talent that he had for a while there when he had Tony Baker, Manuel Byers, uh, some of those kind of guys at Ragsdale. But uh, a good win against Southeast. and. This week, a chance to build on that a little bit against the Northwest Guilford team that is still going to be without Thomas Hennigan, their outstanding wide receiver, quarterback, slot back, defensive back, kick returner, everything that he does. 
and also without the quarterback Jacob Leonard, who they lost last week in their game against Reedsville, had to bring up a sophomore from JV, Andrew Gilliam. Uh, he was, Coach Rolfes says, he's just not physically ready to be the varsity quarterback, hasn't had the time in the weight room, the time to develop physically, but he runs the offense well, he knows what he needs to do. And he drove them to a touchdown late against Reedsville. And Reedsville still had their starters in. It wasn't like they called off the dogs. So uh, that's a little bit of something to build on. But that is going to be a huge challenge for that young man going against Ragsdale. And, you know, it's going to be an interesting game to watch. Not to put Ragsdale down, but if he is going to get his first full game taste of varsity, this is probably a good game for him to do it. Yeah. Uh, considering what else lies ahead in that conference. So... Uh, with that being said, I'm taking Northwest. Uh, Trey Turner and Kyle Finney, and, and is the two of them, and Cameron Cloud also. The three Zach of them. Tyler had, Zach had, Tyler, his, they, had another nice game at running up. back. Yeah. They got to step up. They got to realize that it, it's it's going to be a tough week. They got to work hard mm-hmm. and they got to get it done um, because if you lose this game, uh, you can pretty much kiss the season goodbye, as far as I'm concerned. But with that conference, uh, you know, you if you lose this game, you might not make the playoffs. You probably won't make the playoffs yeah. because that would mean that Glenn and Southwest are in better position to make it over you. So um, you really got to be careful. And they lost to High Point Central last year. Right. So, so and they still have to deal with the Bison. So, you know, you, you got to win. The, this is a must-win game for Northwest. That's going to wrap it up for this week's edition of the HS Extra Football Pep Talk Podcast. We thank you, as always, for listening. If you want to know what's going on in high school sports in the area, read the news and record daily. Check us out on our website, hsextra.com. And you can follow me on Twitter at NR, And you can follow Spencer at Turkin35. Thank you for listening.